Hello, hello. Today is Monday, June 21st, 2021. And with me is a first time guest. Oh, who am I kidding? It, he's been on here for more times than I can count as of now. But it's always a pleasure to have him. And it came last second. Justin Reedman is here yet again to talk about basketball, but not just the NBA. Also, the WNBA. We're going to be getting into that as Justin has been really focused on that as well, besides the playoffs going on for now. So, Justin, how the heck are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm great, man. Um, it's a pleasure having you. You know, it's a nice, muggy kind of day out. It's going to be a muggy week, but that ain't going to stop us from staying in the house and just talking sports rather than playing them. Of course. You know? <laughs> and it's been good. It, the playoffs have been crazy, and I'm going to be honest, Justin. I, actually, I've been trying to get back into NBA just a little bit. And the fact that my Clippers did not choke for right now, even though it looked like they would twice against the Mavericks and the Jazz, they closed it out. They beat the Utah Jazz without Kawhi Leonard, who is still a mystery, like the uh, airhead mystery flavor. We don't know what it is. We don't know what's going to be happening to him. And when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, the Utah Jazz choked. And it was great to see that. Uh, my Clippers, first time ever in 50 years, conference finals, going against a great player who was with us in CP3. However, COVID protocols and everything like that, we don't know how long he's going to be out for. Um, of course, LeBron gets away with it. But, you know, it's been good. We got those two set. And as we're speaking right now, this is a day earlier. We only know that the Bucks beat the Nets and they're waiting for Sixers or Atlanta, which is a bummer because we're doing this as of now, but it's good to get it in right now compared to later for me. Uh, so, Justin, yeah, it's been good. What do you think of the playoffs so far, man? So, first off, let me say congrats on the Clippers on winning. Now the Wizards have the longest drought of not going to a conference final. Oh, That's wow. cool. I forgot my mom told me. She she told me she was like, this is the Clippers one. It's now the Wizards. It was on the local news or the local wow. morning drive. People were talking. It, it's probably been a long time. They haven't won since the 7980 bullets. Wow. Oh. Oh, okay. So I'm trying to do quick. We're minutes. talking like Wes Unsailed and uh, Phil Shaneri used to call games. Yeah, like four years. It's been a long time. Yeah. That's, a, that's something you knew you learn every day. Okay, that's a start. Sorry, but, 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 but the playoffs, yeah. I, I was like, as you, as I was getting bored by the NBA during the season, and maybe it's because this the playoffs and how far deep we got. We don't have a LeBron. We don't have Curry. We have new faces besides maybe like a Giannis or Kawhi. But, man, game seven of the Brooklyn Nets and – Milwaukee Bucks really got me hooked and in, hooked back into the playoffs. It reminded me co- kind of like a um like an NCAA tournament game. It was it was a back and forth battle, which is why I like college basketball better because they, there's a lot more of those in NBA. It's either a blowout or it's eh, or it's not an interesting game. But this last night, I mean, yeah, oh Sar- Saturday night, Saturday yeah. night. <laughs> Saturday night got me very excited and invested in in the at least and the Eastern Conference final um as well. Um I didn't think the Bucks were going to win it. I was actually joking with friends that I said, "Oh, is coach uh would is coach Bud going to make it through the whole series without getting fired?" So, apologies to him as well. I like that take though. You know, 
And Coach Boonholzer has been a great coach for years, whether it was with Atlanta, he had that 66 win season with them, but it seems like the Bucks could not get over the hump. They panicked in a way. They signed a Tenacumpo to a, a extension. He's staying. But if they lost this, Justin, I think they would have blown it up a little bit, maybe traded away Chris Middleton or something like that, um, because it was not good, especially if you lost that series, in which they almost did without Kyrie Irving. James Harden was awful. Majority of the series, he was out too. Yeah, exactly. And that's when you got to take advantage. And Harden wasn't doing so hot. Durant carried the squad. Uh, as much as he could, but yeah, the Bucks had to win that one, and they did just that in Brooklyn. It was very impressive. I I ruled them out. I didn't even think they could win last night, but yeah, Giannis is going. He's he, he's going. When he's not, you see you see the results. It's 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 a bad L. You're right, and it was just one heck of a series that went into overtime thanks to Durant hitting a nice turnaround fadeaway that was almost ruled a three, but was checked, and it was a two because his foot was on the line. A pipe-ass shot, but <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. Durant said, you know, he blames his big-ass foot. Uh, <laughs> if you hit that three, you had one second left, you'd be up, and the Nets had a very good chance of winning that and then heading on to the conference finals, but that did not happen. Uh, so it is unfortunate, but Durant finished with 48 points, and alongside him was Harden's 22. I mean, Durant shot 47, just over 47% from the field and 36% from three-point territory. He was outstanding. Otherwise than that, Griffin played good defense down low as of late, uh, but could not get it done. It just seemed like it was it was that kind of day. For- Joe Harris. Don't forget Joe Harris, not just on the offensive end. He's a good defender, too. And then yeah. um, Uncle Uncle Jeff Green. Jeff Green is still going. Yeah, Jeff Green is still going. I think what hurt the Nets was were the injuries. You, you know, Dinwiddie was hurt, obviously Irving. But the fact that they only played basically two guys, I mean, three in Claxton, he only played like over a minute. It just hurts. You're going to put so much strain on your guys. You had Durant play 53. Harden was also 53. Brown, 52. And then... Harrison Griffin around the 40s. So that just hurts you at the end. You could tell these guys were guessed, but it didn't stop the, the box from going in. Uh, Tenet Cooper had 40 points, man. I mean, he carried Middleton, too, at a double-double at 23 and 10. So it was just at the end of the day, what superstar was going to come out on top. And at the end, Kevin Durant airballed a three, shoulder fatigue, and it's going to happen. And you just got to wait till next year. It's, it's, you know, it's an experiment. They aren't going anywhere. Now, staying with – it's kind of like it's with the Nets with Kevin Durant. I've just seen this discussion on Twitter, so I'm going to ask you. Is he a better shooter than LeBron? I'm going to say yes. Of all time, Durant? Like, no, yeah, be- better shooter, him or LeBron. I go Durant. I think – I'd rather have him my last shot. Yeah, no, I think LeBron has gotten better with the jump shot as his career has went, uh, especially with Ray. But Durant always has had that just disgusting pull-up, little hesitation, uh, you know, pull-up jumper. That's really it. Uh, But he always had that. His length can have him just sky over defenders and shoot pipe pipe shots. Um, You know, he's very clutch, I have to say. And LeBron, yeah, Uh, as much as I hate him, he is clutch. But I would have Durant as the better shooter uh, than 
LeBron James in that point. I did. What's the poll? What do we know the percentages? I do not. I was just. I was, it was just a bit. Everyone's on Twitter discussing it. And it it's a big. There was a debate one night on there. People were going back and forth, and I, I was thinking, it's an easy question. I just. I think Kevin Durant because LeBron has a bigger body. He can go into the paint. He can like attack in there better. He's more of an all-around guy compared to Durant. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, man. I, I do. If Durant's more thin, I don't know if that's the right word because he's not – I think you know what I'm ta- where I'm going with yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get you, Justin. We, 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 we are on the same page here like usual. We, we really do have a good mindset that relates with a lot of things, I have to say. We, we have a good sports mindset. That's yeah. a good one. I would think people would say Durant too, honestly, other than us. You know? Say again? I think other people would say Durant. Yeah, well. and majority of people on Twitter were, were saying that people were saying LeBron, they were getting cooked. They were getting cooked, which I, I agree. I think Durant's the better shooter. Yeah, yeah. I, I, all right, cool. That's a cool one. And um, otherwise than that, we would, the Clippers and Suns are playing as we're speaking, but it is the first game, so we could still make predictions that are on the table here. The Clippers sitting at four, Suns at two. Of course, CP3 helped make the Suns a no-playoff team to a number two in the West. That's very hard to do uh, within one year. But COVID has ruled him out for who knows how long. The Clippers and Kawhi are a big mystery as of right now. But you have Paul George playing like actual Paul George, not in the playoffs, but in the playoffs. Marcus Morris has stepped up, Reggie Jackson, and of course – the owner of the Utah Jazz, Terrence Mann, <laughs> big time. So it's been great. The Suns, respectively, have Devin Booker, who's popping off at the right time, uh, Jay Crowder, Miles Bridges. So they have talent as well. And the Suns, I think, shocked many people. Even the Clippers, I think you should say, shocked many. They're down 2-0 against Dallas in the first round in their own home court. I thought it was over. And they come back and win in seven. Down 2 to the Jazz, win four straight. Unbelievable right there. Just weren't stopping, uh, hitting threes, everything, you name it. Patrick Beverly was hitting them for crying out loud. Um, and this should be a good series. Now, of course, with Kawhi out and CP3 right now on a mystery as well, it's going to be tough to make a decision. I'm not going to try and be biased, Justin. I'm going to go with the Clippers here in six or seven only. Because even without Kawhi, I think so far, especially against a Jazz team that were very strong defensively, they can do it if they keep this up with the right players. We also don't know when Chris Paul is coming back. I think Kawhi has a date. I think I don't think he's ruled out like for the rest of the playoffs. I think he's going to be back sometime in the series. And if they have Kawhi, and it's no, it's a no-brainer, Clippers, because we've seen the results when Chris Paul to sit out. Um, I forgot which round. You saw the results. They they can't. I don't think the Suns can win without Chris Paul. And he's just that much of a difference maker. We've talked about this numerous times. Uh, I do have it on my website too. Just uh, as for right now. Chris Paul, he's a game changer to any team he goes. I know he had those issues with Houston and everything, but that's also due to Harden and everything like exactly. that. 
But look what he did with the Thunder with such a young team. They were considered to be 15 or 14 like they were this year, you know, down low in the crop. But they really improved for that year. Chris Paul took the Rockets to seven games, really. Uh, his time with New Orleans, he's considered one of the best in their history. And then with the Clippers, of course, he couldn't get it done with the, that, that big three. But he is probably our best point guard of all time in Clipper history. And – he was just a great all-around teammate. He just makes everyone better because he doesn't look to, you know, compile his stats. All-time, all-time. He got the all-time record in assists during the playoffs. So first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, you know, Chris Paul is my favorite player of all time. That's why when I watched basketball, it's why I became a Clipper fan at the time. Um, and he is just an outstanding guy, outstanding performance, doesn't look for – the 37-point night just looks to pass the ball around, make everyone better, execute. And uh, that's why I started watching basketball was because of him. And, yes, I'm going to be honest. If it wasn't the Clippers and the Suns, I was 100% rooting for the Suns the whole time. I think I mentioned that with you on our last – Yeah, and you, and you got you to gotta root for your team, which, which yeah. is, uh, you know, oh. it's going to be hard because, you know, Chris – Chris Paul is just what, like, he's one of those guys. It's like, if you don't like Chris Paul, I don't know how you don't like him. He always yeah. has that not me, but we mentality. And yeah. that's what we've seen. I like the way you put that. But, yeah, it's just, uh, it's so tough. But, you know, the Bucks getting out of the East right there. I'm going to be real, too, on that. I did root for them just because I think the Nets were a little bit more uh, superstar hungry. So this one was a little relief to me. I'm not saying the Bucks can't do it. But as we await, of course, while we're speaking, we don't know the Sixers and Atlanta series. So at the end of the day, I'm just going to say this to make it clear if it's a possible one. If it's Bucks, Sixers, I'm rooting for the Bucks. If it's Bucks, Hawks, I'm rooting for Atlanta. Same here. <laughs> Same yeah. here. I mean, Trey, if Trey Young can get the job done. Man, he's so clutch. <laughs> he is such a beast. And don't don't piss him off, or else he'll drop forty five points the next night. Dude, remember when everyone just ripped him in the draft for when Luka Doncic went there? Everyone was like, "How can the Hawks do that?" And to be fair, to be fair, in, in college, in in college, he had an amazing first half of the season. The second half of the season, and then the one game they they lost in the NCAA tournament. He, yeah. he was very cold. He did not look like the player he is right now compared to when he uh, played his the first half of the season. So me too. I was one of those people who were like, wow, why is Trey Young going this early? And then I saw the Luka trade. And now I'm thinking, which one is better and who won the trade right now? Oh, yeah. It's like, and Luka possibly wants out. Porzingis is not that good of a player and the Clippers just blew up the Dallas Mavericks for yeah, an office. You know what? I'm glad I'm going to be real. I respect talent. Like we talked about, but I can't stand Luca. He's a chucker. He comes up. He just does the little step back. And even if he misses, he's just so annoying. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't stand Luca. I, I love Luca. Yeah. I, I, I like, uh, he's, yeah, he's very entertaining, but that's something we that, disagree on. That kind of reminds, listening are relieved. That kind of reminds me of, of uh Jason Tatum as well. Yeah, that came to my head. Yeah. And I'm just like, how? Who are you? I mean, you you haven't won anything. How are you in these calls? Yeah, right. It's just like, come on, come on, get out of it. And I'm glad. 
Harden also got some foul trouble the other night uh, because all those do usually go his way. Oh my gosh! You see that shooting rule that they're gonna try to do with the motion to try to prevent guys like Harden and Young. You think it's gonna work? No way. No. Wow. (laughs) I don't. I don't know. They're gonna try to do it. Yeah, I just think the league is too soft from the refs. That's that's why I think today's game is just always one twenty-five to one fifteen scoring. Well, that might be a reason why it might. The referees might. The referees are going to definitely be out for that, and they'll probably call it wrong too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just because it's said and done doesn't mean. And I feel like just quickly going to baseball too with the whole entire uh, foreign substances stuff. I wonder if umpires are really going to be that strict and you know heavy on the whole entire thing that's going around. That's going to be interesting. And like, how, how are you going to be able to tell or suspect that, that I I'm really curious to see how that goes. Me too. Me too. Like a lot, but you know, it should be good. We'll stick to basketball here. And I think we made our picks pretty well and uh, it should be a lot of fun. And you know, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be at the end of the day. I know we're missing like a series here, but I do think it could be Bucks Clippers or, or Bucks Suns. I'd be honestly a little shocked if the Sixers did get out of that. I hope not because we have a little inside joke that we like to text each other about. <laughs> and uh, it will be great to see the Sixers knocked out and how cocky they are as a team. I can't stand it. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my assumption. I'm hoping obviously the Clippers can take it all in a real non-Mickey Mouse kind of season. That'd be interesting to see if the Clippers can win it and can Kawhi now get three with three different teams. I mean, he didn't do it first like LeBron. Who cares? I mean, if he can do that, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. And could you imagine if they did this all without him? Like, let's say he doesn't come back at all this year. That would be amazing. That would be honestly pretty funny. Um, But yeah, it, it should be great. And Justin, now for the second half and final part of the show, I'm going to translate over to WNBA and give you the mic to see uh, what we want to talk about because you focus more on that which than I do, but uh, I give you props. You know, I try to invest here and there for Stella Johnson, the Ryder alum who's now in the WNBA too. Uh, but otherwise than that, this is all yours. Speaking of Stella Johnson, I'm going to the Washington Mystics game, not tomorrow, uh, but this upcoming Tuesday. Hey, congrats. So I can't wait. Um, go ahead. That's fun. Yes, yes. So I'm, I, we're, we're going to be – we're on the second floor above the bench. So <laughs> I might try to get the attention. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure she's going to really appreciate it too. That's awesome, man. And, and you know, real quick, her and uh, the, um, Anthony Durham, remember him? Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're – um, they're they're together, and I I see them on every other broadcast. Um, when when they when they show the crowd, so that, that that's another funny. Um, well, that's actually pretty cool observation. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about the Washington Mystics, a specific player, Tina Charles, who they traded for last season, but she didn't play because of COVID because she had severe asthma, so she didn't go to the NBA, the WNBA bubble. She's the leading scorer right now on a Mystics team where half the players are hurt, including our best player, Elena Deladon, who had apparently these, these last-minute back surgeries and 
coach, uh, Mike Tebow, coach of the Mystics, has not given any kind of timetable of when she would come back. He just said, I want to be careful and rest her. But um, I'm giving Tina Charles a lot of credit here because she's having the highest scoring season of her career. Um, I have her stats right here. She's averaging where are we at? Uh, averaging 24.5 points a game. Yes, I know the other players are hurt, but she was a star player of the New York Liberty for years and didn't even average above 21 points a game. And 32 years old, it's, it's hard to go long in the WNBA once past, you know, that age. So to see what she's doing right now is incredible. That is pretty cool, man. And for that age, you're right. I just think that those are outstanding numbers. You're not going to be topping. Sue, let me, let me tell you another one. Sue Bird on Seattle. Yes. She's, she's ageless. I, I'm looking up. I want to see how old she is because she is ageless. Like she still hits from anywhere. 40, 40 years old and she's still playing. Jeez, LeBron could never. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's all talk. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And it's like some of these women, too, they'll do pregnancies and stuff like that. It's just crazy. They'll miss like a whole season. Yeah. No, they're back. And it's like they never even missed a minute. Oh, yeah. I, for- I forgot who on the Mystics a few years ago did that. But they, they had a nice season that- the year after. Yeah. Is it Tiana Hawkins? She's now on the um, Atlanta Dream. But we had-, we had a player that did that. I also want to get in real quick that I really like what the WNBA is experimenting with, with their broadcast that they aren't just airing them on your traditional ESPN. Um, One thing they did was they got a deal with CBS and the CBS sports network. And if you have cable, the sports pack, I don't think you need sports package for it. It's on like most cable networks. They air the WNBA games a few times a week on one of the random local broadcasts. So say it's the Mystics and Dream, but they air the they would air the Atlanta Dream because I'm I, I I get the Mystics locally. Yeah, I really like what I'm seeing from them there. And then also to appeal to people in our age range, the you know the college student age range, a little bit above. They started um, doing some broadcasts a few times a week on uh, live streams on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that, which I think is really cool to see. And they know what direction they're going in. I like that a lot. And, you know, broadcast is the biggest platform to get it out there. Um, And I'm sure guys like ESPN companies like that are going to try and really push it. I've seen some highlights just even on my Instagram and stuff of, good play calling and everything like that on social media, trying to just get people into it. Just like the whole entire NHL deal with ESPN again. Um, yeah. I don't know how that's been working out, but 25 to- years. It's their 25th yeah. season as well. So I know they're really trying to oh, get yeah. people in. That's cool. Yeah. Cause I, I even see the ads. I would say like, let's say we're watching a playoff game. It will pause for a minute on a commercial or even just during the game and have that. Oh, mystics. And this team, uh, Friday night, 7 p.m. playoff, game seven. And then I'll tell you what's even more progress is they get to play on ABC on weekends, um, the WNBA. That is major, 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 major. No, that's big. I mean, ABC, that's where – is that still where the NBA do their finals? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's insane, actually, Just And that's – talk about big companies – 
Yeah, because ESPN, you know, Disney owns ESPN and ABC and a lot of other stuff, too much stuff. Um, but yeah, the fact that they get to play on ABC, on they have the ABC weekend series during the day and they aren't on ESPN 2, that's, that's yeah. just a big move. That's just major for the players in the league and they get to be showcased because everyone gets ABC if you have a traditional cable package or you go digital and you have just a few channels. Yeah, and I think that's just clutch. It's going to move the game forward because people are just going to go around and say, oh, what's this? Start watching it, tuning in. It just takes a little bit of watching to start getting into a sport, really. And then also, people will know, people will make random connect. People will start making connections and stuff when they hear some of the players. Um, Bill Lambeer is probably, the I think, is the one of the greatest coaches in WNBA history, if not, you know, from the bad boy Pistons. Yep. He, he's a, I, I can't stand him as a coach. He's always throwing a fit, always complaining, but he's a great coach. Um, Demencio Vaughn, his sister is on the, uh, is on the feet is on the Phoenix Mercury. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Kia Vaughn. She played for the mystics a few years, um, a while ago. Oh my goodness. Justin, you're just spitting facts out with me. I, I never even knew that. I'm trying to think. Well, yeah, they, they, you'll you'll find a bunch of random uh, connections to like stuff you wouldn't even think of, and when you see the players play. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. And also, I do want to update you very quickly on baseball. Kyle Schwarber has three home runs right now. Today? Yeah. Okay. No way. I, he opened up. That was it was a. It was a, um. He opened up the game with a homer. Three. Oh my gosh! I I, I was at the Nationals game this past Monday against the Pirates and he had that game winning home run in the seventh, eighth, seventh, I think. Yeah. And the park was going crazy, man. Oh, he, yeah. He's been a good pickup. He has. I just want to let you know that. That is, that's amazing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So that's a little shout out right there. A little baseball um, shout out to Justin. So he's starting to pick it up. Kyle Schwarber. I think my cut real quick because I know we got off topic, but um, my cousin and I were on my uh, newest episode of my of, of Just in Sports, and my cousin really likes that um, moving Schwarber into the lineup at the top of the order really is helping his hitting. He thinks that was a good tactic by uh, manager Davey Martinez. We see him do it with um, other players in the past, and it's worked. Yeah, I find it weird. I was watching it once, and I'm like, why is Schwarber in the leadoff? You know, power hitters. I can't stand now. I'm more of an old schoolie when usually when I don't like how the best players are batting second rather than third now. It's, like, weird to me. But if Schwarber, I looked at the numbers. You got him. Who's batting second for you guys usually? Because then Soto. Trey, Trey Turner and then uh, Soto. And yet it's been working. It's been working. So I guess, you know, something little spark has been found. And I got to say, you're getting a run early on the board and Kyle Schwarber doing his thing. Yeah. The weird thing is he doesn't, he doesn't get on base a lot. It's it's either like a home run or he gets out. So he, he's in, but I, I still like the spot for him. I, I like the leadoff spot. Yeah. For right now, I think it's great. And if he gets really hot and just, only develops power maybe put him in the three spot honestly you can make him a dangerous power hitter or in the cleanup at the four exactly yeah so it's interesting I'm justin i hope you have a lot of fun also when you go see uh a game 
very soon. I hope Stella. I hope Stella goes in. Me too. I know it's it's awesome. I mean, I miss the days when we saw her at college and stuff. And great, she's the goat. Yeah, she is the goat, man. It's just been it's been a pleasure watching her, you know, in person for a little bit before she got drafted. It's like, oh my gosh, we saw her. Uh, but I do hope you have fun. I know you had some fun at a Nats game before too. Anything you want to tell me about that? Oh my gosh. That, that I haven't been to a Nats game since 2018. So I haven't gotten this. I never got to see Soto play. So just imagine me there. So just imagine someone that I've never seen him play, you know, Nats fan. I'm there and watching Soto do, you know, being clutch was amazing. Just being at the ballpark was amazing. It was the first game with um, allowing full capacity. And I was all the way down on the left field baseline, row A. Um, I could touch the net if I wanted to. <laughs> I think I might have. Um, but it felt so cool. It felt good to be back. It felt it showed that life is getting back to normal soon. I mean, not all the food places are open, but seeing the people at the ballpark, enjoying a nice baseball game was it, it, it was a real sense of relief. It was great to see, like I said, life getting back to normal, kind of. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm really jealous right now. I've been working a lot of baseball games um, rather than getting to just watch. But, it, yeah, it's it must have been real cool. I haven't been to a major league game since 2019 in person, and I'm jealous. You know, I'm planning on a San Diego trip with my dad very soon next year, hopefully, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe we meet up one time also within that year. Go to Nats Park, check it out. That would be awesome. We also got to split it. We got to go to Camden as well. Yes, I've never been to Camden, so I, I will definitely want to go there. Yeah, so it'll be a lot of fun, Justin. I'm glad you had a good time, too. And the Nats won, correct? Yes, they did. Kyle Schwarber, home That's run. Right. That's right. I knew it. I was close. And I thought they were going to blow it, too, because Suero uh, tied up the game, made made the Pir- made the Pittsburgh Pirates tie up. So who Kyle else? Schwarber to the rescue. Yeah, Suero stinks this year. But you know who hasn't, actually? Eric Fetty. Eric, oh my god, the 20 uh scoreless uh 20 scoreless innings yeah. in a row. Yeah, he I watched him pitch. I was like, oh my goodness, he's shutting down the Mets right now. And I know we're getting on topic still with the, the Nats, but um I was very impressed by John Lester. Um he yep. gave up that he had the first inning home run. After that, he did his job. He pitched for uh four or five more innings and didn't give up anything else. So I think Lester did his job there, which which is what we need. Yeah, I agree. I have to say he did do his part, but your pitching has been better and better. It's been the hottest in baseball, and uh, I got to give him a lot of credit, and I'm glad you've been having fun, Justin. So I think this will wrap it up, uh, just in case you have anything else to say. But before that, we'll be back next week, next Monday. I might as well call this the Reedman take at this point because that's <laughs> every week. But uh, for more updates, feel free to follow me on my podcast. Or if you feel like coming on and want to give me a DM, follow me on Twitter at Take, and tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time for a new episode. Justin, you have anything else to add? No, thank you for coming. Thank you for letting me come on. You know, I always love hopping on. Yeah, no, thank you for hopping on as well. It's been a pleasure, buddy. Of course. Yep. All right, guys, I'm out. Peace.